Welcome to Lunch Break. I'm Brian. I'm Alex. I'm Eric. Let's eat. One, two, one, two. Did they tell you not to talk so much? You did. That's mean. <laughs> all I did was make a comment that in Jamal's episode... When he cut straight to my feelings, that's all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to it anymore. That's basically what happened. We were asking him how, you know, what, what stuff he's dealt with, and he's going into his backstory. And then Brian's like, I've had a similar incident. <laughs> it's like, no, Brian, no. <clears throat> I don't think you have. I understood what you're saying already. You, you, colonize, <laughs> you colonize the brown man's... Background story, that's what happened. Oh, let's minimize your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, so welcome to Lunch Break. Today we have uh, Emily and Elise on this Ooh, show. So uh, on a scale guess. of 1 to 10, how uh, nervous are you guys? Yeah? Wow, dead silence. Dead silence. I think excitement is a 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Alright, alright, alright. Sounds good. <laughs> um... So, uh, Eric, you want to start, buddy? I have no topics no, for today. No, actually. No, I couldn't think of one thing for us to like start off with. So I will defer to Brian, the topic man. Jesus, <laughs> oh, you can't see any kind of money when I'm speaking <laughs> less. <laughs> That's pretty much what's happening is I'm speaking less. <laughs> um, I don't any topics. Um, I mean, if a good one is kind of just perspective, perspective of you guys would be great. Um, on things like that was great with the Jamal podcast was kind of getting his perspective on stuff. Um, I mean, we could just go off of like what's happening currently. Is there anything big that you guys pay attention to that you guys have noticed? Have you guys noticed something in the sense of like, um, like Brian did it and I did it too, but um, when you talk about groups of people, I'll be like you guys, but especially when it's just women, I still do it. But do you? They're nodding their heads. Yeah, yeah, they're nodding. They're still not talking yet, but, but let's, see let's see if this will get, get a response. Um, but uh, is that common, and are you guys used to it? Does that uh, get to you in any way, or are you just like, it's no big deal? Especially now that there's this whole thing about, like, you know, being more uh, forward about um, um, expressing yourself and kind of, you know, establishing your own space and things like that. Well, it's funny you bring that up because when I was at UC Riverside in housing, that was one of the biggest things that they emphasized was you could not say guys. You had to say all, y'all, everyone, everybody. And it was one of the biggest, I guess, pet peeves for me because when you go out into the world that was outside of housing, it was people didn't really pay attention to that. Yeah. And for me personally, if someone referred to me and I was in a group of all female and it was, hey guys, I, it just kind of goes over me. Like I don't see an issue with it. Yeah. It's more of, I feel like guys is more of a group mm -hmm. and not so much, you know, even if someone said, hey dude, it's like, okay, you know, it's just, they're referring to me, but it was something, and I'm not bashing UC Riverside housing, no <laughs> <laughs> but it was something that they would call you out on. Mm -hmm. If you ever said guys, a supervisor would call you out on it, but I just felt like it was very unrealistic Yeah. because working in a hospital setting, working with seniors, it's they didn't 
focus too much on that. It was more of if you're referring to a group. I agree with that, too. It's kind of like the intention behind stuff. I feel like we're getting a little too sensitive about certain things. Um, the other big one, this is a big jump already, is like into the, um, the pronoun stuff. Mm -hmm. and intrigued to get people's take on those. Um, I saw, I don't know how real it was, I had a friend send me an article that said, like, in New York, they can sue you if you don't use the chosen pronoun or something like that for, like, and it was, like, a ridiculous, like, 25000 or something really? like that. Really? Wow. I don't know how real that was. This could just be, so like it's not run off, like, how serious. In general? Yeah. Or just, like, in, like, like amongst pub the public sector? I think it's, I think it's in... Public. public. I believe, like, if someone's already stated yeah. what they want to be referred to, which I get, you're just being an asshole if you kind of just go around well, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I think I get a little bit defensive because I'm the kind of go, sir. I say sir a lot. Yeah. Oh, thank you, sir. Like, I'll say that. Yeah. And I don't mean it like I'm trying to be respectful, actually. Yeah. Like, there's a Filipino thing where you say fault behind things uh -huh. that's out of it's just a sign of respect. Yeah. And that's kind of where I use sir for, or sir or ma'am. I'll say yeah. that. And if I mistakenly do something, it's like, it's not on purpose. It's just yeah. like, I feel like we're going a little too hard. We are getting a little too sensitive. As yeah. liberal as I like to say that I am, I feel like we are getting way too sensitive. But is that because, like, we're of a different generation? Like, you both are younger. Mm -hmm. um, but so, like, in some ways, we're sort of used to our, our ways of saying, like, you guys or, or hey, uh, like, uh, him or her, right? Mm -hmm. But are you guys more conscious of that? when you talk to people? I mean, I may, I'm still used to saying him, her, Mrs., Mr., yeah. he, she. <laughs> um, and I guess I haven't really been conscious, cautious of what, or how often I say it, or to who. Like, I haven't taken a step back. Yeah. personally and been like maybe I should stop being so specific with gender roles and all of that do you, do you think that you're more um, sensitive to the issue knowing that like a lot of times in general like uh, women have to deal with things that men don't have to deal with so now that there's this other group that is sort of you know disenfranchised do you feel like you should be more sensitive to it because you guys it, you girls, you women, <laughs> are, are, you ladies are going through kind of similar things. Because, like, sometimes it, I feel like it skips us as men just because, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. not in a mean way, just uh, there's no thought put into it. Well, I, 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 I kind of have a question. What do you guys feel is the you bubble see? you guys are put, put into? Like, do you feel you're put into a bubble as a female first and then maybe a white female? Or, like, do you guys feel like you're put into certain bubbles? Yeah. What would you say that would be your bubble that you think society sees you being put into? For me, I think it just depends on the situation. Like, I play sports, mm -hmm. and so being in a co-ed league, I'm looked at more as a female over, you know, mm -hmm. I'm white or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think, referring back to the pronouns, I do the same thing. I say sir, I say ma'am, you know, I will say Mr. Montoya. Like, I, I do that because... I think it's the respectful thing mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. And with my experience at Riverside, we had some people, and it was actually most supervisors in housing, who at the bottom of their signature would say preferred pronouns, and they would list them. And so I started to catch on to that, and I didn't think that I, not so much in like, okay, I don't, like, I want to make sure I call you the right <coughs> pronoun or refer to you. So I would just defer to they, or there, or them, because... 
for me, it was kind of one of those things where, like, it's so sensitive, but you don't really know what group is and isn't mm-hmm. going to be sensitive. So whether it's you're in a group of five and one person feels, no, I, I don't like guys, so I would just say they or them. And it was something for a while it took me mm-hmm. a long time to adjust to because I feel like, you know, how I was raised in my generation was just guys, he, she, they, you know, whatever. Yeah, just so. to keep talking and talking a lot. Mostly for me, um, no, but just like because I find it like I find it like an interesting question because I feel like you guys may not know because it's just the way it is now for you. Like my son, for example, is totally woke on all that stuff. He says they, and he's totally like he'll he'll correct me on things like that. And I feel like it is different, but maybe we see it because we can be a little bit more removed from what we had yeah. and how it's just changing. That you guys may not see all the. The same stuff that may we may be asking you. You guys may not even be aware of like the changes that we might see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because like so there's that movement of trying to find the right term mm-hmm. for for this specifically, but like you know it doesn't apply to a like race. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't want someone to be like Alex is a him and a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like it's weird. So like to go through that process. Yeah. Like, it's just, I just want to be Alex, that's it. Him, her, doesn't matter. You know, Mexican, white, doesn't matter. It's just that part. So the fact that they're so, like, latched on to doing this, like, maybe that's the first step into not having it at all. But I don't know. Like, it's... it's See, but I I would disagree, because I would... I had it... I had it it big is, like, a sense of pride was, like, that that I'm Filipino. It's kind of was a big thing for me growing up. And I admit... Like, when it comes to, like, hey, how do you describe someone? Mm-hmm. I throw out race real fast. I just feel like it's, like, an easier it's, way. Well, it is, I see that with Ryan. It, it, like, it, it, yeah. Ryan, oh, he's Filipino. I literally, like, how do you describe myself? A tall Filipino guy. Even yeah. though, like, you may not know what a Filipino guy looks, yeah. but those would be probably a tall well, for a Filipino, I'm freaking. Well, well, first of all, like that—that that is very unique. A tall Filipino. Yeah, is like, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in, um, but, but, and if, a man, <laughs> of course, right? Like the man, Alpha, <laughs> is probably up there in the top five of my category. But if someone's trying to like explain, like say someone's looking for you, like oh, like who's Brian? You're not gonna be like oh yeah, that one tall guy because that could be anyone. So of course you have to be specific. Mm-hmm. So you, I think I don't think there's a way around that. You kind of have to be like. So you we know, replace like. Cheeky like, eyes with Filipino. Like, <laughs> is, that what, is that what we're going with here? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Have but, you guys ever thought about race? Like, has it ever impacted you in any way, positive or negative? Or like, is it something that you think about? Because, um, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> um, like, I'm very aware that I'm brown. Right? Sometimes, uh, uh, in certain situations, maybe it's a good thing or a bad thing but I'm aware of it. Um, and um, after uh, talking with Jamal, um, he's hyper aware, right? With, to a different level that I didn't even think about. Um, and so, you know, the other day we were talking about it and, and Eric's like, oh, Emily's brown. And I'm like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Completely classified. And yeah. then he brought in Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve Jobs is a Steve Jobs nice. brown. Steve nice. like, I'm pretty sure no one's like, that brown idol of ours. <laughs> 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 he funny. definitely was qualifying you. Because yeah. Eric makes fun of me for being white every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, it's out of adoration. It's out of adoration. Wow, you're racist, Eric? 
Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, mouth, Fernando. (laughs) But does it, do you feel, do you feel, like, so even now, because I, I, like, counterculture-wise and stuff, and it kind of gets into politics every time. I don't know why I have to highlight that every time we kind of start talking about stuff. But, like, do you feel... Mm, I'm like attacked is kind of the word like just with the climate of the way things are now like it's almost like society is like demanding like white people to be apologetic almost for what they don't know do you feel attacked at all do you feel any different do you feel weird when it comes to issues now we don't know where you guys stand on certain things but do you feel like oh I have to say certain things especially because we're in California that like we may have more of a liberal leaning group of people that you have to agree with things you don't necessarily agree with or feel defensive about things that you don't necessarily want to feel defensive about. Does any of that hit home with you guys at all, out of curiosity? Well, well, first, do you guys identify as white? Like, is that, is that the... Okay. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, they're, they're, not, they're nodding their head again in case you, you couldn't hear the head nod. <laughs> so now that we know that you're white, do you feel guilty about it? Because <laughs> you should, is basically... Yeah. I mean, does it, so, like, just in, I find, I'm, I'm curious about that. I don't know if this is making you way too uncomfortable, but I'm curious about that. Like, how do you feel with the way that things are now, like, the climate of things? It's, is it, am I making up something, or do you guys kind of get what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of awkward, right? Like, things are a little bit, <laughs> they are nodding yes in case you can't hear the things again. Does it, uh, do you have anything to kind of say on that in general? I mean, yeah. I definitely, I don't know, you can go first. <laughs> I think definitely, like, you feel bad, at least for me. Like, mm-hmm. when things are said or done in, like, the media and stuff, it's like, wow. But, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it like, sucks. Um, but, I mean, I've had friends who joke around with me because I'm white, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, damn, white people are, oh, that's so this. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, for me, I laugh it off. Yeah. Like. But that's I, a that's a big know. deal though. Well, that's an yeah. attack on you, you know. Like, yeah. Are, like, how does that actually make you? Like, is it annoying? Is it just kind of like? It's, and you can't really I mean, lash back because then you feel like. I well, think I'm that's being... the annoying thing is that we can't. Not that we'd want right, to. Right. Right. Just so you know, we have two apologetic whites here that are tiptoeing through. I think honestly. And that's, it's the tiptoeing. And it's, you, for me, I keep saying you, but for me, I feel like there are times I tiptoe and I don't personally have a, uh, like, I haven't done anything Mm -hmm. to feel that way. And, you know, I go about my life trying to live it as best as I can Mm -hmm. and being nice to people. And, you know, I don't look around and be like, oh, I'm, you know, like for me, it's just like, I'm another person. I'm Mm -hmm. another employee. I'm a... Uh, another child or a child of somebody I'm an adult like that is how I just try to look at it because I you know you, you there's so many other issues going on in the world mm-hmm. that for me it's just being myself and being nice but I definitely feel that there are times where you tiptoe and I have felt that I have to feel bad or apologize for people who identify as I and then I feel like it can be seen as racist because in all honesty, like on my end of the stuff, like when I'm with some of my friends or family, we assume, we assume when we're around white people, like, ah, oh, they probably voted for Trump. 
Like, we'll naturally just assume that kind of stuff. And it's fucked up. Like, it's fucked up on both sides. But the, the, the awkward, funny thing about it for me, too, is I'm least comfortable, and this is me being honest, like, around, like, white, white people. Because I feel like I have to tiptoe. Like, I don't know what to say that I feel like... I, and it's bad, because I assume they're conservative in some, some sort of way. And then I tiptoe with what I'm going to say, and I have to kind of... I, I do one of two things. I've told these guys it before. I put my flag in the ground and say, oh, I'm liberal. I'm, like, totally left. <laughs> like, and I'll just say it, like, you know, oh, I, I love gay rights, and I love, like, whatever, just so that they know, so they don't trip up and say something that might offend me. Or I'll just be real quiet, and I'll just slowly, like, poke at things to see where they kind of stand on stuff. But I feel like it's weird because I feel like it's unnecessary. Like you're saying, you're just trying to live your life. It doesn't need to be about that. Yeah. But I don't know, is it for us that we are so much more about it? Because as minorities, in a sense, that we think about it more than we need to? I think we do, yeah. Because I, I thought it was just me, but like you said, you are aware of it. Um, it's funny, when I used to work at KTLA, um, me and a, a buddy of mine I used to work with, he's Mexican as well. And so when, we, when we'd have lunch in the break room and like one of like the, the white like you know news reporters would come in, we'd make sure we were aware of what we are talking about and what we were watching on the television. But, like, when some of the Hispanic or brown, like, you know, journalists would come in or reporters would be, like, completely at ease. And we'd even acknowledge it, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, she's one of us or he's one of us. And it's just, it was, it's just a different vibe that we kind of share. So, no, I, th- I think it's most brown people that are aware of that. But it's kind of interesting to hear you say that, like, I don't know if it's due to politics or what, but you tiptoe on your end because you don't know, like, who you're going to offend or you even why you're going to be offending someone, but just in case, you have to kind of like tiptoe around things, just even around other people. And it's just interesting to kind of get that perspective. One also, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but when I'm with people of different backgrounds and identities, if they bring up issues like that or concerns or feelings, I start that like, I look around, I see who's around me, if I'm sitting down, if I'm walking because I don't want it to be associated with me of like, oh, she's saying this, when it's like, no, like I'm having a conversation with someone, they're sharing their thoughts, but I'm still aware because it's like, I feel a lot of times, and again, like I have friends who joke about it, but it's almost like that assumption. And it's like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want you to feel that way. But if I start talking and saying that, are you going to think I'm like overcompensating or like overdoing it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like my biggest thing is I, you know, it's like I want to have those conversations with people just to understand their perspective. I love those conversations. You know, when they're talking and they're telling me about what they go through in their life, it's like, yeah, like tell me about your culture. Tell me about what you do. Like, because for me, it's just interesting. You get to learn about it. And, you know, the next time you have that conversation, you can, you know, say, oh, how is this? How is that? But (coughs) for me, it's more of, I'm aware of what is going on around me so that people don't assume like, oh, they're talking about this culture, well, she's bashing it. When really it's like, I'm just listening to what you have to say. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's really interesting in the sense of like, um, I think in some ways we uh, put things on you guys, but you only know what you know based on your environment and what you grew up with. Mm -hmm. And so it's unfair to say, why don't you understand my issues? Mm -hmm because you've never really been around them. And so like, I think as long as you're open to them, then that's that's sort of the key thing. But I could see a lot of it, like if we're talking about something, we're like, ah, white people. Yeah. Then then it's like, it's sort of unfair because we're just lumping you into that. Right. You know, Which we do. 
what you do? What you do? I was say, I've heard yeah. that a lot. Like, yeah. oh, you're white. It's okay. And it's yeah. fucked up, right? It's it like, is. It's, it's the same you know, thing. It's like yeah. the first time, it's like, oh, haha. And then after a while, it just, you know, especially if it's, like I said, friends that I know, I talk to a lot. But it's like when I hear, oh, you're so white or, oh, you're this. Like, I laugh it off because I'm like, okay, like, if that's what you want to yeah. think. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you still hear that. Like, what are you supposed to say? What are, what are you supposed to say to yeah. that? Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I, I have a black friend. Like, I, you're like, oh, wait, I, you're like another I'm, box I'm not away. white, I'm olive. <laughs> Get it right. I'm okay. Yeah, I guess it's like, it's even on our side, like, getting past that, like, okay, yeah, you're white, but are you open to hearing this or not is sort of the key thing, right? Um, to seeing kind of what people go through. And I, just, I feel like, like what you were saying, I don't, see, I don't find it, I feel like it's taken very negatively all the time, but like ignorance. You just don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fine to admit that you're ignorant to certain things. Like you just, you're just not aware of it. And that's why I love having those conversations because if you're only with like people, you're not gonna hear like the other perspective. But you can't, you can't be, like I think it's hard to be vulnerable because we'll judge you. Yeah. We'll be like I can't, be, I can't believe you don't know this, you're a racist. If, like you don't get the chance. If you share, like to be honest with you, sharing this stuff makes me uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I'm like, it doesn't seem like a big deal, mm-hmm. and that's kind of I think the perception that I've had is like, what I go through isn't a problem. You know, it's not something like that. But it's like you said, it's like when you're sharing, it's like if you're open to learning mm-hmm. it, and it's like, yeah, tell me more about it, Brian. Tell me more, Alex. Tell right. me more. Right. Like when you're open to that, I feel like that's what kind of sets you apart than if you're like, oh no, everyone's. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I know all <clears throat> Filipinos do this. or It's, like, just being open to it. And that's what I've learned from my experience is just listening. And, you know, the important I've learned to just over-talk everyone else <laughs> and make it about me as much as possible. No, but, like, I, I just, it's it's hard because it's, it's, like, you want, what I really want to do, like, when I talk to people is I want people to be honest. And it's not that I... I feel like everybody has dark thoughts. Everybody has good thoughts. You don't have... I, I genuinely believe people don't have ill intention. That's kind of what I learned because through these podcasts we talk about politics and stuff like that too. I had a bunch of friends that I've kind of fallen off with and it's because I'm brutally honest with them. Like, this is just my view. I'm not going to hold it against you because I believe like as us five know each other in here, we do not wish any ill will upon any one of us. And when we have these discussions and these exchanges of thoughts and opinions, it's not it's not because we wish harm upon each other. It's more so like we're just exchanging what we learned growing up because we could only live one life. We could only grow up in one way. We've only had our experiences. And it's not that we're based in wrong. It's just what we've learned. And I want to know what other people know because that's the best way. This, these conversations are the best way to understand other people. Right. right. And that's why I, I, try to, I try to convey that to people, but I could get really harsh and I could cut. And I'm like, I'm okay with my words. I know how to, like, speak. That I could cut really hard, and it's it's rubbed people the wrong way. When it's just like, dude, I'm just poking because I like to do that. But I want to know. Like, I want to know, honestly, how do you feel about this situation? You know, we don't have to discuss everything, obviously, now. Yeah. Even when it comes to politics. Even when it comes to Trump. Like, I understand. I do personally understand, even though I may disagree, why people support him. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Some, some people are trying to protect who they are, what they are. You know, like some some people do believe that whites are under attack, and they're becoming the minority. And I get self-preservation. Uh, me, we, me, Eric, and Alex talked about this. Mm-hmm. You can't fault someone for self-preservation. Like we totally understand that. But just be honest about it. Don't default to like blaming something else. If you're just being honest about, like you know, like I'm proud of 
who I am, my heritage, and I just want to support that. I want a future for myself. Yeah. I feel like it makes sense. There's no reason to lie about that. That's funny that you say that. Just because, like, like we can say, you know, brown pride or black pride, but you guys are, you guys cannot, cannot say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just weird, right? Can't like, say what? Can't say what? Okay. <laughs> next topic. Next, next, next topic. No, no, I don't follow. Like, <laughs> what pride are we uh, not allowed to say? <laughs> hey, has a, has a, the, the, are you guys, like, has the, has the Me Too movement impacted you guys in any ways? Like, are, do you actively think about it in your life as you go about things, or are you just trying to, like, do your own thing? irrespective of like like it's cool that that's happening but you know i don't it's not my whole life i feel like i'm talking too much now so you're good um i mean i don't see being a female i feel like by saying i'm not you know totally tapped into it or following it or making it about my everyday life that i'm then traitor to females or not like part of the cause and um so I support who have I mean I do not I I think it's great that we've reached this point and you know there are more support for females out there and even <coughs> males like anyone that has gone through any sort of abuse or harassment but um as far as like personally in my life I still just live every day trying to, you know, just be, a f of course, as a female, you're told to be on the lookout, you know, right. and so I'm watchful of things, but I don't necessarily let it, it doesn't, uh, like I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not an active follower or supporter, I don't know if that's the right word, but, um, yeah. 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 Do you feel like... Do you feel when people are offended that you're not more offended? Like, you're not more feminist or you're not more... Like, how do you feel about that response? It's because, like, you're almost, again, tiptoeing. You're fighting it on both ends of, like... Like, my, my wife has said that. Like, hey, I like to bake. I like to do some things that are considered stereotypical mm -hmm. female role things. But I just like to do that. I don't like these people telling me that I should feel bad about doing what I like. Mm -hmm. Like, do you guys have a take on, like, hey, you're not riled up about so-and-so or she doing this and him doing that to her or any of that Does, do you guys have you guys any experience on anything like that or they're nodding their heads in case you guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean at this at just waiting for the train at this at the station every day there's a man out there which he's very nice and great very supportive of females and has granddaughters and daughters, so he's totally in tune with the whole movement, any kind of march out there. So he tells me, and I feel like I'm disappointing him in a way by saying, oh, yeah, I'm not coming all the way downtown yeah. this weekend to join a march, or I'm not doing this. And so I feel like I'm kind of getting judged yeah. for yeah. not doing something. Yeah, I could see both sides of that, because, like, they have – you know all of these groups or, or marches or rallies or mm -hmm. things for like brown people and i'm just like i'm just doing my own thing yeah i'm just trying to move up i'm just trying to make my mm -hmm. family be good like that's my way of supporting the cause yeah like moving me yeah, up yeah i think yeah. that too right? like there's people support in all different ways and yeah. just yeah. because you're not the vocal one 
or the one actively being there, but just by doing other things, you are right. By doing something, I guess. Yeah. Like in your own way, doing doing something. I actually don't think marches work, but that's also <laughs> that's also an addition. But yeah, yeah, that's a different thing. Well, I do feel the good part about marches, and again, it kind of goes back to like the gay friend that I have. It's just representation and just seeing it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing people representing an idea, thought, or opinion that you have and seeing that you're not the only one is kind of the point of them. Yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of things don't matter, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of the thing, because like, you'll, you'll get to a cause sometimes at the expense of your own personal goals, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, um, I, I, I have a rough idea of, of, I just know that you guys are younger, right? But, <laughs> but when I was around that age, like my goals were, were, it's all about me. Like it's all about me. And yeah. I think that's how it should be. And now that I have a kid, they start to get bigger and bigger, but I have some friends whose goals weren't so much about them, and they were about the community and all of that, and those are very different paths, you know? And I think it's great that he's doing his thing, but I'm very happy with my path, yeah. you know? And I'm yeah. like, oh, your path is Well, I think that's what makes it great that everybody has different, I mean, that's what makes people different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think there's a way to do both at the same time? Um, I think, again, it depends on what your priorities are. I think right? that's, like, part of the problem is trying to tell people <clears throat> yeah. how to do things. Like, again, like you guys just said, you have your own way of supporting something. Mm-hmm. The fact, I, in the same way that we don't want people, we don't want people to tell us how to control our bodies, mm-hmm. like abortion or anything like that, the same way you just don't tell other people how to live their lives. And I don't hold it against, everyone's entitled to do their own thing. Don't judge other people. I mean, everyone has their own judgments. We all do it in our own heads. But it's just like, the same way you don't want someone to tell you how to do something, you shouldn't be judging them on how they live their life. That's totally up to them. That's how they're raised. That's what they believe. Just leave, yeah. leave it be. Like, I have some friends that are super hard on religious people. <laughs> <laughs> Smile and wink at Eric. Oh, my God, Eric this, is guy. Nodding his head. <laughs> this guy. Eric's nodding his head and this guy. Uh, drawing the star with a circle around <laughs> it on his wrist. Like, <laughs> no, but, like, you know, it's just it's, it's, it's in the same aspect as, like, and I can totally rope you into this conversation. Oh, it, just, let them be. Let them be. They're doing their own thing. It's only when it comes to you and they're like, Eric, mijo, you need to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to church. You need to go to church more. You need to no, no, that's the thing. No, that's the thing. I, I, I don't, like, I, the only reason why I go so hard on, like, religious folks and believers is because it's starting to get to the point where it's, it's like, like everyone else. Like, I want my beliefs to be the general belief. I want the way I want to be. I want that to be the way for everyone. And I'm like, dude, like, uh, no. I'm like, that's fine. You want to go to church? Like, I have friends, that, uh, good friends, um, that are still, you know, they're, they go to church all the time and, and, and we're still homies. But they also know that, yeah, this is, you know, like, they're, well, they're very liberal, like, you know, believers. But at the same time, they're like, yeah, this is, this is what I do. You know, it's my thing. I don't think, you know, I'm not trying to infringe my, what I believe upon you. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. I'm cool with that. But that's not the case. That's not the case for a lot of people nowadays. Mm-hmm. So that's why it annoys me. And, you know, growing up Catholic, I know, I mean, I went through the whole, like, you know, catechism, confirmation, all that stuff. So, like, I, I know about, you know, all of the, the teachings and the, the BS and the hypocrisy and all that stuff. So like, According to Eric. Disclaimer. He knows so, about all of it, although he was only Catholic and he wasn't anything else. So. It's all the same. It's all the same. One bad experience with the... As he tiptoed and then decided to start stomping his feet at the end of that, at the end of that uh, comment. But I but, agree with you. 
and I mean, my grandparents, Catholic, went through, I mean, everything. Mm -hmm. My other grandparents were Christian, so it was like, you know, they went to church every Sunday. My cousins go in the middle of the week to church. They go on the weekends to church. And to be honest with you, the last time I went to church was Mass on Christmas Eve. And the time before that was for a funeral. Mm-hmm. But I'm religious. Mm-hmm. And it's because for me, my church mm-hmm. is not at a church. It is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, like if I were to tell some people that, I get like scolded. Like, no, you can't do that. And, yeah. But for me, that's, I mean, wherever it's at, that's <coughs> where I feel most comfortable with it. Right. If it's, you know, at a park, if it, like wherever it is, it's like mm-hmm. where I feel comfortable practicing my you know beliefs or whatever it doesn't for me it, it doesn't have to be a church it's, it's whatever makes someone yeah. feel better like motivated yeah. themselves yeah you pray to that he prays yeah. to stan lee like we're all, <laughs> we're all we have our own religions you know we all have our own things that we worship you know it's funny like i like as hard as i go on like religious folks when i when, whenever i do go to church like you know be it like christmas with my mom or um, or a funeral, like, you know, like, I still remember all of it. It's, like, ingrained in my head. I still remember all of the prayers. I still remember all of the, um, like, the uh, the rituals. It's really weird. Like, I'm like, Jesus, like, I haven't been to, like, church in, like, decades and still it's, like... I, I, find, I find it the same, too, because my wife is, like, of a different religion, and I grew up Catholic also, and I didn't really practice hard. Um, but even when I go to, like, when I go to church with, like, say, a funeral or I go to, like, with my parents... I'll do the stuff just because it's like nostalgic for me because yeah. I grew up kind of doing it. Yeah. At the same time, it makes you feel like, oh, you're kind of like just brainwashed into, <laughs> you know, into like, like doing something. <laughs> Absolutely. But like, yeah, I do everything. You know, I do the cross stuff. I do the, like, yeah. you know, all that. And then like my kids, because they don't go to Catholic church, yeah. when they have the kneeling thing, they're like, oh, cool, like knee pads. <laughs> like, like, oh, cool. It's just something different. They just get excited about it. It's just, I, I, I also feel the Catholic guilt of not being respectful in a church, uh, yeah. even though, like, you know, outside church, I'm like, yeah, whatever, yeah. but it's just like, it's that weird, like, okay, like, I, I should be respectful. How do you deal with like, it when, like, you put your hand in the, the water and it, it just it starts boiling? <laughs> <laughs> when the water just evaporates it doesn't touch me. Hand, it just <laughs> touches the dry part of the and bottom It's always the wall, really like, warm in church. I'm like, whoa, it's really warm in here. Like, it feel like turn up the AC. When Jesus is on the cross, his eyes are following you around. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I feel really judged every time I walk into a church. So do I, though. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. And I've had friends who are very religious, and I feel most judged by them. And really? like what they say. Like, when I was in high school, Mom, if you're listening, I did not cuss that. <laughs> but if I said, like, crap, that yeah. was a bad word in my yeah. household. And if I said it at school, it was like, you're not supposed to say that. That's a bad word. Like, that's such a dirty mouth you have. Yeah. And I'm in high school. Yeah. I was sophomore. I was like, what kind of high school did you guys know? <laughs> and, and that's what was funny is, I mean, you heard every letter of the alphabet said every second. I mean, yeah. you're in high school. You, you're going to hear things. Right. But it was when I, I remember hearing that, and that's when I was kind of like, wait a minute. Like, don't worry about what I say. Right. You know, and, and I felt very judged by that person because it didn't happen one time. It happened multiple times. Where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. And that's why I think a lot of, like, my perspective today is help those around me, but just, like, focus on being the best me I can be. Well, it's funny because as a very 
egocentric as me in the middle of my universe kind of thing. It's when it comes to the religious thing, I always felt like people were trying to recruit me. Like I didn't feel like I owed them anything. I always felt like because I, I had brushes with just different religions mm-hmm. and I felt like people were always trying to get me a part of their side. So I felt like I never had anything to prove. So I'd always just try to be me and see if they would still be like willing to like, oh, he's if I could convert this guy, yeah. well, we're good. Well, God is great because this guy right here is definitely, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> exactly. And I, that's, it's, it's, it's a funny perspective that I never thought about until you kind of mentioned that, is getting judged by other people. I always felt like, because so, I'm sociable and I feel like they like me, like in general. Oh, he's just a little bit like, he pushes the boundaries, but he's a good guy. He's a good guy. We could just get him, we get him to start believing in God and going to church. He'd be great. And I felt like people were trying to recruit me, so I never felt the pressure of like, like having to perform in front of other people, which is kind of, I don't know. I just think I just found that interesting. I just wanted to talk some more too. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I have a question for you. Did people ever say like, oh, like you're a girl, you shouldn't talk that way? Like, did anyone ever say that to I you? I said that to you, like, I twice today, right? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Before the, show, before the show, Brian was like, do not talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a temper. You guys are just allotment. there, okay? <laughs> there, for sure. Nodding your head. Yeah, just nod your head. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if it was the pub, or, like, friends or the public more than my own family. My family, I come from a very pretty old school, Catholic, religious, both sides grandparents, both sides cousins, all the way down to me. Um, And I was just raised by very, you know, what am I trying to say? (laughs) Yeah, just like I lived like the, you know, the girls help the moms in the kitchen. So, yeah. Is it upsetting that you are not with child already? or <laughs> <laughs> Have you not been, um, what's that called? Uh, verified? What? Like, made um, a whole person yet because you're not married with children already? Or <laughs> There's definitely... You haven't checked the boxes yet? <laughs> validated. You haven't been validated by a man yet? <laughs> That's the way that I was I definitely got about. happy when I got a boyfriend. Oh, but... Yeah. <laughs> My grandma, granted, I mean, I think it's just typical grandma. They're getting older, and she just wants to see a wedding before. Well, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. But, um, and none of the other older kids are doing it yet. So, um, but, I mean, they've gotten better at the whole fact that, like, they understand in our generation that, you know. She's strictly pointed only at Elise and not the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Clearly our generation is a different generation than the, the three of us gentlemen are. <laughs> it's because Elise and I were talking about this earlier. So, did you find yourself like? Do you feel like you stayed within the lines of your parents' rules, or did you rebel like against like their strict their strict rules? Because even going back to like what Brian was saying, like like by not checking off those those societal the, boxes, yeah. like like you're doing your own thing. Yeah, right? I think they got used to that. And they okay. like seeing how independent I got and how I'm not like these other girls that have land in themselves and like pickles, you know? Like, <laughs> um, so in that case, they're not that hard headed of old school in a way that they don't, mm-hmm. you know, see yeah. Yeah. where I'm coming from. Do you think that growing up where you did, um, 
Like if you were to move outside of that, like is that of interest or are you someone that just is set on staying in LA? Because LA is really liberal, but like, like this is this is its own little, you know, bubble of sorts. It's a microcosm. It's yeah. very different from the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. But like, is there an interest to get outside of that? Of the. Like just, like living somewhere else or traveling like. Yeah, I think so. I always. In, whenever I picture, I don't really necessarily when I picture future like mm-hmm. where I want. It's not like I picture LA. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I picture, just this perfect <laughs> world. And it doesn't have to be LA, but I also, I think what's preventing me from actually like doing it is the fact that I never really traveled that much. I haven't seen or really spent time in other communities in other states or another. And so if I were to go somewhere, it literally would be like, you know, throwing a dart on a board and saying, okay, this one, because I have no ties to anywhere else. Okay, okay. So I think that's what's preventing me from going somewhere, but I'm definitely, like, interested, and I think it'd be cool. And I always say, like, oh, if a job takes me somewhere, or oh, if my future husband takes me somewhere, or, like, because I don't know if I would necessarily be the one to, like, oh, I'm just going to move today. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Jamal. Dang, that's crazy. The Jamal story, how mm-hmm. he moved, just yeah. came out here for school and whatnot. That was a huge move. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. I'm too cowardice to kind of not be safe and just kind of go out in the world. I can't. But then again, I mean, like, that's, there's no, like, there's no other place like L.A. and, like, New York. The in-between places, like, there's maybe only a few places that would be okay to raise a family or just to live, um, but you can count them on your hand. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's why we yeah. don't leave. I like the idea of a simple life. LA is stressful, man. And it's I like expensive. the idea. It's expensive, and I it's, absolutely. Yeah. I think what also scares me is the is knowing that it's a lot harder to come back to LA once you leave. So yeah. I think it's that fear of yeah, I can always try somewhere, but then yeah. good you, luck I, coming do back. You mean like job wise or I think like career wise could be career wise, but also mostly just. Like make because you move somewhere else mm-hmm. and the pay is not always equal to what you're making in mm-hmm. LA because sure. the cost of living is you know it all balances mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah. But so you can save up money somewhere else or, <coughs> but like the amount to come back to LA is just so much more expensive. Yeah. That's interesting. I think that's really fascinating that you say that because like I actually left LA because it, I mean. Before the recession, mm-hmm. it was super high. Mm-hmm. It's high again yeah. now, but um, we left and we moved to Austin, where the cost of living was substantially lower. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to be a designer, so the pay was almost the same, yeah. a little bit less, but because of the cost mm-hmm. of living, like it was kind of like getting a raise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think the only way that we were able to come back was because we moved mm-hmm. and because we could save. Because here, I feel like most people starting out. Mm-hmm that you can't really save too much. Like you can't, yeah. you can't, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. And so over there was a chance to do that. We took advantage of that. Yeah. And then we came back and were able to, to buy something. Right. If we would have stayed here, like there would have been no way. So I, I mean, like I'm with you cause I felt like that until doing it. And then like, we kind of, uh, well, there just, you go. That's experience. I was just no, 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 no. talking. Yeah, no, no, I mean like it's, it's all how, I mean, it, you never know how it's going to work out. Yeah. It's the thing too. Um, but it's, yeah, sometimes it feels random. It's just kind mm-hmm. of like, I kind of remember feeling like that too before, you know? 
um, yeah, I don't know. LA's LA's hard. LA's a hard place. Even now, I'm like, uh, yeah. It's just it's it takes a lot to kind of acclimate to to what this is. Um, but as far as like jobs, it's like, I mean, it's like one of the main hubs for any job. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you move somewhere else, the the options are very limited. You yeah. know. Yeah, I feel like it's the very LA centric view. <laughs> no, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I could be very jaded. No, I know. Maybe I, it's like, only a place that you have to, you know, you could be an atheist and survive. <laughs> but, but, uh, no, like, like I've, I've only, I grew up in LA. I've only lived in LA. Um, but like I just hearing from like friends that have come from other places or lived in other places or, or like my cousin who lived here and lived and then moved to New York and was there for like a good decade or so. Um, just hearing their perspectives, yeah. it's, we're we're pretty lucky as far as like you know the options that we have here mm-hmm. um i mean obviously i don't have first-hand experience but i just hear from other people like uh, a buddy of mine with a couple of buddies of mine are from philly like dude we would never like go back to philly we would never live anywhere else but la yeah and uh, this is because and then they lay off the reasons that i've already like yeah i kind of i kind of figured that so big yeah. yeah i mean it's like the biggest <coughs> each area you can do something different mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's okay. not just like in New York, you have Manhattan that yeah. everyone commutes to. Like in LA, yeah. you can, there are like others, like it's not just downtown LA mm-hmm. where yeah. everyone commutes for jobs. I mean, it's all over the LA area. Right. Exactly, right. Yeah, I can see that. So it's it's just a bubble, man. Like it's like it's one of the few places. It's a nice bubble. It's a very in the you know, in the, the entire area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah. So yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you both. Joining us. That was fun. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Um, back to work. Back to work. Back to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>